0: is. As always, it's Noor, and I am riding solo today. Um, I'm going to talk about um, Vanderpump Rules and Summer House. I'm going to start with Summer House first, and it'll be a brief chat, and then I will probably talk for way too long about Vanderpump Rules. Um, but before we get into that, make sure you head on over to the Dive podcast, because I was on this week with Tom Hamlet to talk about all the things that we're watching. And We talked about Top Chef. We talked about Succession. We talked, obviously, about Housewives and Vanderpump Rules and everything like that. But we also just like shot the shit, which is great. So please, please do head on over there. If you listen, please leave them a five star review. And you know what? While you're here, can you leave me one too? Somebody recently commented that they heard the bodily fluids on my podcast. And I don't know if they left a message at the wrong on the wrong podcast because I'm not sure what they heard. But if you heard the inside of my mouth, I don't know what to tell you because that's where the sound comes out of for me to record the podcast. <laughs> anyway, all right, Summer House. This is going to be brief. All right, so in Summer House this week, um what an interesting episode we had. And when I say that, I it wasn't, honestly. It took me like three sittings to finish this episode. Um Sierra has a 1 year in New York City party. Honestly, they are throwing parties for anything, but I do think that Sierra threw this party here because I think it's kind of like part of their whole shtick to like throw a party. Like I think they do a lot of like theme parties, right? So I think like Lindsay threw a party. Um, We had, you know, like I think Gabby did a birthday party. Obviously, it had Amanda's party, Kyle's party, whatever. I think this was just Sierra's way of getting out of throwing a party at the house, <laughs> I think, I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, Sarah has a one year in the city party and at that party, uh, Kyle pulls Carl and, or sorry, Carl pulls Kyle and perplexingly Chris aside to tell them that he is going to be proposing to Lindsay that weekend. Um, but before he can get to the house that weekend, apparently he is hospitalized out of anxiety, possibly of the proposal, but also maybe a little bit of dehydration. We see a selfie to prove it, which is hilarious who took that picture did Lindsay take that picture did carl take that pic- obviously carl didn't he was passed out did they ask the nurse to did Lindsay pretend to be asleep are there variations of that picture i love it it's so funny it's so Lindsay. um daniel and chris host a latin night um they make empanadas and they're salsa dancing there's plantains and um Carl and Lindsay are not there yet because Carl and Lindsay decide to spend one night there and then they're gonna come there the next day, I guess like on a Saturday, because that Saturday is the day that he's going to propose to Lindsay. Anyway, but at this party or this little dinner, um, it's lovely. It's actually really great. Danielle talks about her experience and how, you know, she's had to like not she's not been able to be her full true self. Like she feels like she's like a Hamptons Danielle. She's not like The real Danielle. And I understand that, right? I've talked a lot about the code switching, sometimes that we have to do as women of color around certain groups of people. Um, But one thing that Gabby says that, like, really was just so incredible was when she talks about um, her experience as a Black woman and saying, you know, when did you realize that you were attractive and not just because you're Black? Or because of what you look, because you're a woman of color, Um, she talks about her experiences, like you know, a black woman who didn't fit into any box and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, it's a really great conversation. Again, again, I'm very, very happy for Danielle that she found this like camaraderie with um, Gabby and with Chris, and she's feeling more supported and loved. I think that Danielle came into the season thinking that if I'm not hanging out with Lindsay and Carl and I hang out with the other girls, Lindsay's going to get mad or Lindsay's not going to like it. And then I'm not going to have anybody to film with. Right. But I think that I'm glad. No, I don't think that I, I, I am glad that she's like able to find her footing and find ways to film and everything like that. She can exist on the show without Lindsay. I think that's what she feels probably mostly insecure about is like what is her place on the show without Lindsay and Carl and I get it but like that's not for Lindsay and Carl to figure out that's for you to figure out and you can't get mad at them for finding their own space you know but anyway the conversation at the table is really nice and in light of what we know now about Corey um if you haven't been on my Instagram Um, head on over there, but also on Twitter. I forgot the name. I think there is a Instagram account called Countess and Frenemies. I don't know if that's their actual handle. I should have written it down, but I didn't. Um, But if you go into the accounts that I follow and you just type in Countess, it should come up. But they posted a bunch about like, Corey Kiefer is on social media liking every single transphobic, homophobic, racist Like, and I'm not, when I say homophobic, transphobic, racist, I'm talking about like people who were like getting rid of their beers because of Dylan Mulvaney, you know, like people who like Ben Shapiro videos. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's the kind, the level of problematic he is, which is not surprising, right? He's best friends with Craig. So that's that. But I know a lot of people were really loving his energy and loving him and Sam. I mean, this guy made his way to the reunion um but he is deeply homophobic and transphobic like this episode like um i think maya is like yeah i really like him like he's so fun he's a really cool guy i'm like i wonder if she has seen this shit and like what the relationship really is you know um anyway andrea and lexi are in town we meet lexi the beloved lexi that andrea cried over uh pasta <laughs> oh he cried over pasta over Lexi right um Paige gets annoyed because Chris asks Lex- Lexi how it feels to be there with Paige there and it's it is definitely awkward but also like mm, okay Paige grow up like who cares um Paige is definitely weird around him but obviously but I also think that like It's probably because she doesn't want to make Craig feel insecure. Like, there's a scene where they're talking about how Andrea always walks around with with his shirt open. And he's, like, talking about his chest and everything like that. And they cut to Paige, and Paige is literally looking down. Like, she's not looking up to look at Andrea, which I guess maybe she wants to do. As long as she's okay with that. Like, as long as she's not forcing herself to do that, I guess. I don't know. Craig seems like a very fragile person, so I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, created some sort of stipulations about how she needs to behave when Andrea's around. Anyway, Carl proposes to Lindsay, okay? Carl proposes to Lindsay. It's lovely. It happened the day before my birthday. No big deal. I'm happy for these two crazy kids, okay? I am. They seem like they're – but listen, not to sound cheesy, but like I met my husband. I have known my husband since I was 16 years old. He was 16. I, I was 16. He was 18. And we were buddies. We were just friends. We were friends for a really long time. And he dated other people, and I dated other people. And when we started hanging out, it was very quick. It was like we started hanging out. And one of the things that we kind of had to talk about right off the jump was if we do this, we are either going to get married or we are never going to talk to each other again. Like this could be the greatest love of your life, or this could be an absolute disaster. And it's very much possible that Carl and Lindsay had a very similar conversation, right? To say like, this could be it or this could be awful. And maybe it works for them and that's okay. But what is really bizarre is Danielle's reaction. Danielle loses it when she is told by Maya that she's pretty sure, Maya says, I'm pretty sure that Carl has purchased a ring and he is probably proposing to Lindsay right now. She says, well, they can go and live happily ever after or whatever the fuck or something like that. Like she's just being weird. There's previews about what she, how she behaves next week. I mean, I guess we can cross that bridge when we get there. But Danielle making this entire thing about her, it makes me feel like maybe getting left out of like filming is a bigger deal to Danielle than she really thinks. I mean, I know she's making a, an app. So maybe she feels like if there's no space for her on the show, there's no way for her to, like, talk about her app, be able to promote her app. Because it's the thing. When you're on a reality TV show, a big part of it is the fact that you get to have this platform to advertise whatever it is that you're working on, right? So maybe maybe that's part of it. But, Danielle, you got to get better at, you know, articulating that. Um but that's it for summer house. Um, again, happy, happy for hub hub house, rad house. I'm happy for them. Happy for those two crazy kids. Um, but let's take a very quick break, quick, quick break. Like hopefully no commercials, maybe who knows. Um, but I'll be right back and then we'll talk about Vanderpump rules for a very long time. (laughs) Okay. We're back. Um, OK, so this episode, Jesus Christ, it's called Lady and the Glamp, which I was like, is that because Raquel is a tramp? <laughs> now, I know Lady and the Tramp doesn't actually mean tramp like whore, but, you know, I one can insinuate as they see, keep mentioning on this show. Anyway, we start this episode with Tom Sandoval, his girlfriend of eight and a half years and his secret his secret mistress. And his best friend, who's been roped into a scheme that Tom set up for him to come at us with the bullshit, go clamping. I wrote clamping everywhere in my notes. They go glamping for Raquel's birthday. I mean, honestly, it was more like clamping and not actually glamping. I don't know where the glam was. But anyway, Tom has roped all these people into this trip for Raquel's birthday. I mean, I don't know if Raquel's roped them in. I'm not sure. But they get there. She and Brock are there. There's yurts and pigs and goats and a petting zoo. And it seems like a fun, 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 blissful time. Everybody's having a great time until we zip over to L.A. at Lala's new office for what? I'm not sure. But OK, Jameson comes to visit her. DJ James Kennedy, my favorite. He comes over and we get possibly the juiciest detectiveery that we have ever seen via Inspector Lala. On the show. On this show, or honestly, any show, this was so good. This was such a fun chunk of stuff to watch. Like the music was great, the forward rewind was great. It was incredible. Balala tells James that Raquel slept at Sandoval's house after the beach day. And we track all this information back. Okay, first we start with Lisa and Katie together. Katie's at Lisa's house working on sandwiches. And this is while Ariana is at her grandmother's funeral. And I'm assuming this is now a couple of days after the beach day, right? Either like a day or two after the beach day. But Ken gets rolled into the kitchen, like I mentioned last week, by Rosario. Rosario presses a button and Ken says, I can't believe – I can't stop laughing thinking of this because if you listen to (laughs) – if you listen to everything iconic, you just (laughs) – Danny, Danny Pellegrino, I can't even finish my thought. Danny Pellegrino points out that Ken doesn't say Tom Sandoval. He says Tom Zanzival. Just the way he says, he may as well, might as well have said, I can't believe Jem Jum Jabot had Raquel over when Rariano was away in the jacuzzi as well and stayed all night. It was just a faux face. It's just like. Like, does Ken have to be on a certain number of episodes to get a paycheck? Like, what was that? The like, Katie says, what the fuck? <laughs> and Lisa tells her that Raquel showed up. Lisa tells Katie, what is Ken talking about? Lisa says, I told Ken. And Katie's like, what are you talking about? And Lisa says, well, Raquel showed up to work an hour and a half late, hungover, looking like a pitiful little slut. <laughs> she didn't say that. I'm saying that. And we get to... Sir, where apparently they're doing a tasting. She says, Lisa says that, uh, you know, she showed up. She looked like a bag of shit. And Raquel says that she overslept. She was drinking at Tom's place. She always says Tom's place, Sandoval's house. Bitch, Ariana owns half of the mortgage. Okay? She says that she went over to Tom's place. They were drinking in the jacuzzi with shorts and spent the night. And she says... She volunteers that she slept on the couch. And Lisa, now Lala says Lisa can't sniff out the bullshit. Lisa calls Sandoval and Sandoval says, we hung out for a bit. She literally dipped out. Like, I don't know. She actually, she, she actually, she left early. That's literally, I I watched that so many times to write down exactly what he said. He said, we hung out for a little bit. She literally dipped out, like, just I don't know like actually she she left early so Lisa's like wait so she didn't spend the night and Tom says no no I said she dipped out which is true she dipped out and Lisa's like what the fuck is dipping out did she spend the night or not and Tom says I mean uh look like and Lisa's like listen it's a very simple yes or no and Tom says yes but like dude we like we have people crash at our house all the time And he is getting so hopped up and defensive. It's hilarious, honestly. Lisa says, I'm not dude. (laughs) And she's not just someone. She's a beautiful single girl. And your girlfriend is away. She actually says, your wife's away. And Tom deflects. He says, I'm just over the shorts and Raquel thing. And shorts from the back pipes up. He says, that's not a thing. It's like the most serious. Shorts says that as serious as a heart attack. And Lisa says, well, now it's not Shorts and Raquel. Now it's a Shorts, Sandoval, and Raquel thing. Now back to Lala and James. James tells Lala, well, that's interesting you share that with me because he and Tom went to a weed bar. And Tom had volunteered to him that Raquel had hung out with him and Shorts at at his house. After beach day, he said, we're cowling out there in shorts and their dogs were there. And then he says, but then she dipped out and then she spent the night. And James is like, I'm confused. And he said, Tom says, she dipped out and went to bed, literally went into my fucking room. I mean, guest room. So does Tom Sandoval think that dipped out literally means getting out of a pool, getting out of a body of water? Is that what dipping out means? Because that's not what dipping out means. <laughs> what is he talking about? Because later on, the use the word the usage of dipping out is changed later on. But he's dipping out means leaving. Okay. Lawless shares that Tom Sandoval was also at a Labor Day party with Raquel while Ariana was home, fucking grieving her mother's grandmother's death, asking him to come home, and he didn't leave for another two hours. And she says. She thinks that Sandoval and Raquel are definitely fucking. Lala says that Tom, the way Tom is talking about Raquel is how he used to talk about Ariana. So she thinks that something is up. Honestly, I'm very impressed by Lala's detectivery. It still just makes me wonder, if you're so smart, how were you with Randall Emmett for this many years and had a baby with him? Hmm. Anyway, back at clamping, Raquel... Who apparently could not public speak last season, you know, couldn't public speak, was so nervous, couldn't even play, like, a word game, like, couldn't figure out anything, is doing a toast. She does a toast to her true core forever friends, this audacious bitch. My God. Ariana has a really emotional moment. She's talking about, like, how her grandmother passed away and she wasn't expecting it and she's crying. And Tom does nothing about it. He does nothing about it. He just sits over there across the table, doesn't even get up to fucking move and hug his girlfriend. Now, Ariana tells us in the confessional she's barely hanging on. Ugh, oh, my God. Ariana asked the table very nicely. So, while I was away, did anything happen? And this scene to me felt like I've, it felt to me like Ariana has already been told about all of the whispers since the food tasting. And in order to set the record straight, this is why Ariana is saying, So, guys, did anything happen while I was away? So that she's on camera getting this conversation, right? Like, Ariana is smart. Okay. She doesn't want to play games. She isn't going to lose her shit. She's not going to act like a paranoid lunatic because she's a secure, pretty secure person, right? And she's going to deal with this situation as maturely as she can. Because when you trust your partner and you trust your friends, you can just point blank ask them what's going on and you hope that they're telling you the truth. She gave these assholes an opportunity to explain themselves on camera, but also to show, like, I think it was so that they can clear their name, but I think it's also to show people that she's not some idiot who has her head in the sand. Like, she knows. That this doesn't look good, but she's also not just ignoring it like she's not saying like listen i'm just Like yeah, whatever i'm just ignoring what everybody's saying. Everything is fine, right and they kind of just flub around it like I don't know. It's, it's, I, at the same time, like, I have to remember, like, Katie and Lala have been insinuating that Raquel is, like, not to be trusted, right? And Ariana, I think what she's trying to show is, like, this is how secure adults maturely deal with these types of things, right? She is saying, like, this is how a mature person would deal with this situation, which destroys me because, again, they lied to her face point blank. Like they admit – they even admit to lying about her leaving and it's almost like a um, thing that like – I mean I know this is a thing that narcissists do because I've watched enough reality TV, but it's also a thing like serial killers do, like pathological liars do where they lie about – so they they come – they tell the truth about something – they admit to lying about something small so that you ignore the bigger lie, right? and. Another thing I noticed during the scene is that Tom and Schwartz are doing all the talking. Like Sandoval and Schwartz are doing all the talking and Raquel is just kind of nervously smiling. She's like, "Yeah, like I just like fell asleep." And and Sandoval's like, "Yeah, dude, I told her like go upstairs." Like she's curled up on the couch and Ariana's like, "Dude, people sleep at our house all the time. It's not a big deal. Like it's totally okay." She's kind of playing it off like, you guys don't have to worry about me and you don't have to worry about Raquel because Raquel's not a bad person. And that's what is so fucking sad watching this fucking season. My God. Back in L.A., Lala does some sort of photo shoot with Christina Kelly and Katie. And I don't know what it was for because I don't really care. But anyway, they talk about Beach Day. And Katie says she's confused about, like, how this open relationship rumor even spread because she never said it, which is true, just as for Katie, okay? I'm not always going to defend Katie, but Katie's right. She didn't fucking say it. Allie asked her if it was weird that Raquel and Tom were out at the Abbey together, and Katie said, I mean, their relationship is different. I don't think it really, like, matters because they're not like other people. That doesn't, I mean, I can see why that would be insinuated into an open relationship, but she never said open relationship. Anyway, Christina Kelly is going to have some sort of a lip balm party for her lip balms at TomTom. Tom. Okay. Back at Clamping, uh, Sheena and Ariana chat in the, in the yurt about beach day and the open relationship thing. And Ariana says that she, that Katie immediately texted her and was like telling her like, I don't know how this spread. I'm really sorry. I never tried to insinuate that, whatever. And even though Katie pretty much said like she didn't do it, Ariana says like it's cleared up, but she believes that Katie maybe did say something to insinuate something because she doesn't like Raquel. She says that she understands why Katie would hate Raquel, but Ariana says Raquel is sweet, kind, loyal, and a delight since the day I met her. My God, agony, agonizing. It's dinner time, (laughs) bitches. I forgot I wrote this down. I was like, why did I write that? That's what the guy who owns the the clamping place says. It's dinner time, bitches. There's dinner, there's chicken and garlic bread and some homemade ranch dressing, which Raquel immediately spills. I mean, it's not bad enough that Raquel has now hooked up with shorts, but to spill ranch? That feels like a direct attack on the witches of WeHo, does it not? Raquel points out that Sandoval has some glitter on his face while they're all eating. And Short says, oh, it's such a red flag when a dude has glitter on his face. And then Raquel immediately bites her lip. Guys, let's not ignore that this is happening. Like, ah! she bites her lip after he says this is such a red flag when a dude has glitter on his face. Like. I feel like that was from guilt. Like she bites her lip from guilt. And Raquel makes a, or sorry, Schwartz makes a couple of digs about Raquel. He says Raquel's a type. It's men who are taken. They're joking. And Sandoval has this look on his face like, all right, LOL, motherfucker, like Schwartz, I see you and he's like laughing too hard. And a lot of people were like wondering why Schwartz is making these, like it's so fucked up that he had the audacity to make these kinds of jokes in front of Ariana. I think the thing is ultimately his only, his only loyalty is to Sandoval, right? Like we know that. But I think it's also that I feel like he has been the one in the shitty relationship for so long. Like he's had Sandoval kind of like shit on his relationship, shit on Katie, shit on Katie. And it's like Katie, maybe whatever, but like Sandoval is right now fucking his girlfriend's best friend. And Schwartz knows this. So he gets to make a couple of digs on him. And I think Schwartz has always known this. Also, by the way, I don't think Schwartz was at Sandoval's house after Beach Day. I think Raquel and Short and Sandoval were together after Beach Day. I think they keep saying Schwartz to kind of hide their shit. Cause even on like other podcasts and stuff, I think like people have said that because Schwartz was dating Joe, Raquel was the only one who would hang out with them. So because Raquel was hanging out with Joe, Schwartz was hanging out with Sandoval. It just seemed like they were friends that were hanging out because Schwartz has kind of been there as like a buffer to make it seem like, no, we're all just buddies having a good time. It could never, nothing could ever be happening. But I think he's also using these opportunities to like test the waters and be like throwing obvious fucking red flags in the air and nobody's catching them because I, because I don't know, because everybody's too trusting. Except for Lala, she's not trusting and she was right to not trust. And so was Katie. Anyway, Raquel is asked about her highs and lows. She says that her low was James, but also her high because she met all these friends through James. And the whole time she's talking about her tried and true friends, she's making eye contact with Sandoval the whole time, guys. And Sandoval is emphatically hyping her up. He's seeing how proud he is of her and seeing her come on her own and be so confident. She's so fucking badass. Fuck off. Fuck off. They sit her on a fire, and Raquel's saying that she's confused about what to do with the rest of her life because her dream was to become Miss California and be a role model to women. Oof. And sweet, sweet Ariana says, the fact that you broke up with James the way you did, and you're independent, you're more of a role model just being you than you would be if you were Miss California. She hugs Raquel. Raquel begins to sob. I feel like Raquel is sobbing because she's probably the glitter on Sandoval's face is probably from making out with Raquel while fucking uh, Ariana and uh, Sheena were having a talk in the fucking yurt. That's what I think. But anyway, Raquel says in the confessional that she's always been a good girl, but now that she's aged, aged out of pageants, she doesn't have to worry about her reputation and is making up for lost time. Oh, you could say that again. Raquel also cries in the confessional about how her entire life has been written out for her, like being an occupational therapist. And she's always said that that's what she was going to do since she started pageants at a really young age. And she's just fucking sobbing about it. Like, you're not a monarch. You're not fucking Prince Charles. You're not Harry leaving his royal family. You're a gorgeous You're a gorgeous, wealthy, white woman from California. You're a model from California. What are you talking about? You don't know what you're going to do with the rest of your life. And then she's when she talks about like, oh, I was going to be an occupational therapist because that's what I said I was going to be through pageants. And now that I'm not in pageants, I'm not going to do that anymore. Bitch, you just talked about how much you were going to like work with kids with like special needs. This fucking bitch. I can't stand her. Stop crying. Uh. Anyway, Christina Kelly invites everybody except for Raquel to her little lip balm party at Tom Tom, and initially, Schwartz says that she can be his date, and they laugh about it. They make jokes about it, and then Shorts is like, "Well, maybe it's a bad idea because like, I don't want things to get worse with me and Katie." And then Tom Sandoval gets so fucking hopped up again for no reason at all. Well, we know the reason. The reason is why because he's fucking Raquel. He likes to come in defense of a broken bird like Raquel or Schwartz or whoever, but he especially fucking hates Katie. So anytime anybody brings up Katie, I feel like it's a reminder to him that like Katie actually, like it's a, not a reminder. I think it's a way for him to show Raquel how much he like loves her. When like anybody mentions Katie and he makes digs about Katie, I think it's like, that bitch. She said all these things about you. She was mean to you. And now I'm going to be mean to her because I'm so, you know, I'm such a good friend to you. I'm so protective of you. God, he fucking sucks. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The whole thing doesn't matter because Christina Kelly texts Sheena that it's fine and Raquel could come to the party. It doesn't matter. They dance under the night lights, and Raquel cries. Oh God. Anyway, there's like a scene between moms, between Lala and her mom and then Katie and her mom, and I don't care about it. I skip right over. It. Anyway, James and Allie have a chat about James's drinking and anger management at the beach day. And I like Allie because she reminds James that he's embarrassing himself and he needs to get a fucking grip. I think that James needs to be with somebody like Allie. I don't think Allie needs to be with somebody like James, and she shouldn't probably but I can see why James would want to be with somebody like Allie, you know? Uh, we head over to Tom Tom for Christina Kelly's little lip balm party. And as I mean, the whole cast is present. It's a cast party. Um, Katie is giving shorts a cold shoulder. Tom Sandoval arrives with his secret mistress and longtime girlfriend. And Lala says that she used to think that Raquel was a sweet human, but now she's a stupid demon. Stealing. <laughs> she's kind of a stupid demon stealing her soul. Yeah, I mean, that seems right. That's accurate. Ariana and Katie step aside for a chat to clarify this open relationship rumor and they clear it up. But Ariana also takes this moment to explain how she isn't weirded out by it because, oh, this is so fucking sad. She takes this moment to say that she loves and trusts her friends and she loves and trusts her boyfriend. And that's why she's not weirded out by it, any of it. That's why she wouldn't be bothered by Tom going to the Abbey with Raquel or hanging out with Raquel or Raquel spending the night at their house. Because she loves and trusts Raquel and she loves and trusts her boyfriend. (sighs) And Katie says, I hope that she's a good friend to you, but I just worry that it's like a matter of integrity, right? It's her character. It's about her personality. And I just have a hard time believing that she could be a bad person to some people, but then not be a bad person to you. Like, she could be bad to some people, but she could be good to others. And Ariana says, I totally understand. If I was in your position, I would probably feel the same way. But that's not the case. She's my friend, and it's fine. And then they just, like, share a bunch of I love yous, and that's it. Okay. Shout out to Katie for saying what she said, because that is on the nose. Uh, James and Raquel talk and Raquel tells James that she is upset about him. Now, okay, I have to say that a couple of people have mentioned this on the internet. I think this was maybe supposed to be the last party of the season because the way that they're doing some of these scenes is giving me like wrap it up like feelings about this. Like, I don't know. But I also don't believe that Christina Kelly would have had the last event. I do think that This something about her event is probably the last event, but the way that this was filmed, they were like, let's do this one too. this one might be also the last event. Who knows? Anyway, Raquel tells James um, when they have this little sit down. And again, I'm only saying this because I don't know why James and Raquel would ever sit down and talk to each other. It just seemed very much like production driven. Um, but Raquel tells James that she's upset about him saying negative things about the proposal, about Rochella, about regretting their relationship. And she says, I think that you purposely say things to, you purposely say things and you do things to hurt me and make me feel bad about myself, which is really ironic. Um, and I know irony is not something that Raquel is familiar with um, and she has no self awareness, but it's ironic that she's saying this to James because this is exactly what Katie's been saying about shorts. Like shorts entertaining the idea of Raquel and then later on actually kissing Raquel is the problem. Because shorts, if you're like Raquel, if you're mad about James saying, I regret ever being in a relationship with you, or I regret that proposal, or I don't care about that proposal, or whatever, you're so mad about that. But you don't understand why Katie would be mad about her ex, her husband, who she's not even fully divorced from. Breaking a promise that they both kept to each other about him not hooking up with people in the group, I, she's she literally has said multiple times that Katie is making a big deal. She's always like, your ex wife is making a big deal out of this. She was married to him, super together for twelve years. You and James were together for like five or six years, and I get it; it may have been important to you, but like, how do you not see the? how do you not see it? How do you not see it? Of course she doesn't see it. She's stupid. Um, James makes a very great point, which is that, listen, you seem like you're doing great. You seem like you're growing up. Good for you. I don't know you anymore. I'm done. by. I was really proud of James, guys. I was. Um also proud of James in this next scene where Lala and Ariana talk about the Labor Day party again. And um, <laughs> James is kind of like lurking in the background, just like, Eavesdropping and I love it so much. If you go to my Instagram, I put a screenshot of it up. of it. It's it cracked me up. But L- Lala and Ariana again, they're talking about the Liberty Party and how Tom uh, was there while Ariana was home crying about her grandmother passing. And again, we're introduced to the conflicting concept of dipping out. Okay. Lala says, Tom didn't leave the party when he should have. And Ariana pulls Tom in because she says, I'm not going to play games here. We're not going to do this thing where I'm defending somebody because somebody's saying something like, I love Ariana for that. And this is like also the part of it that makes me so sad because as an intelligent person who is filming a a reality TV show, I think she's watching this and thinking to herself, like people usually try to point out cracks in relationships, but we're going to nip that in the bud right now. And if there are actual cracks, then it'll show because- people will actually speak up or say something, right? So I think Ariana – I think she was trying to – not like trying to get ahead of it, but I think that she was trying to say like, okay, speak for – like you don't – don't try to come at me and make me feel like there's something wrong in my relationship that I need to fix. Why don't we just ask the person that you're saying is being shitty, right? So she calls Tom over and I, Tom once again tells us very conflicting tales of this ride. This guy Jason, he dipped out first. He says his ride left, then he says, "Oh, I didn't go with Jason because I thought I you wanted me to you wanted me to leave you alone." And Tom has no answers for when Ariana's like, "Why would I say? Why would you think I would want to be left alone when I literally told you I wanted you to come home?" And she says, listen, Lala would like to know why you didn't leave the party. And Lala's like, I don't need to know why you didn't leave the party. I'm just saying it's okay, Ariana, for you to ask why for your boyfriend. It's okay, Ariana, for you to ask for your boyfriend to be home when you are grieving. And again, I think when Ariana takes that big gulp of wine, I felt like she is analyzing the situation as a person who is on camera filming a television show. Like, I feel like she's like, I don't need to defend this man in my relationship. I just need him to defend himself and our relationship, right? Like, I think that in all these scenarios, like, if you think about even the initial thing of him so poorly trying to cover up, did Raquel sleep over? Did she not? Did she dip out? Did she not? All that stuff, the Abby stuff, like, all those things – He's so bad at defending himself that I feel like that's where Ariana's like, you know, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be your number one stan if you're not mine. And, you know, he he she watches this man fumble his own lies. He couldn't get a ride. He didn't know she wanted him there. Then it's that he didn't know Jason left because he was taking a shit. He was probably not taking a shit. He was probably getting his dick sucked, guys. But Ariana, being the alpha that she is, she does this thing which I thought was just so fucking hot, honestly. Who was sexy as hell. She kind of leans back. She puts her hand on Tom's shoulder and she says, You realize you put me in a position where people th- will think that I'm a fucking idiot? And as he's like standing there kind of like trying to fumble and defend himself, like fumble over his own words, she does this thing where she either wipes lipstick or food or glitter or something off of his face. And she's like, you know, everybody's gonna think that you wanted to hang out with them instead of hanging coming home to me. And he has nothing to say, but just a way like her demeanor and how she's like kind of standing there, very confident, to say, like, do you see what your actions are doing to me? around this group. And I think it's so brilliant. And I think like Ariana is so fucking incredible. And I think this is why Tom Sandoval cheated on her is because she is too fucking good for him because she's too fucking smart for him. And I don't, I think you realize that he couldn't, he couldn't put up the front anymore about being a good person with her because she, Because she's too smart. She's smarter than him. And I think that he needs to be with somebody who's a broken bird who can, like, you know, come in there and who he can come in there and, like, be a savior to. And I think that's what Raquel is to him. And I think that he needs to be with somebody who strokes his ego. He's such a garbage goblin, guys. I can't with him. But the show's amazing. Um, It takes me so long to write notes because so many things happen. Uh, but that's it for this episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I'll be back later on next week to talk about Real Houses of Atlanta, Succession, the Martha's Vineyard Summer House, Regular Summer House, Vanderpump Rules, and unfortunately, Real Houses of New Jersey. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.